Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful Friday morning. I think it's supposed to be uh, wet and rainy today. Yay. <laughs> it, uh, yesterday was absolutely beautiful. I tell you what, you didn't ask for a better day yesterday. And uh, uh, hopefully we're on a uh, uh, on our way to warming back up. I was looking at the seven-day forecast on my AccuWeather app. And it uh, looks like uh, there's, we're going to have a couple of chilly days. But it looks like it's starting to be on the incline. I hope that's a trend that's going to stay. Of course, we could be in uh, uh, what they call false spring and uh, get ready for another cold dip. So who knows this crazy weather. But uh, good morning to Angel and good morning to Kelly and good morning to Darlene. Good morning to Jennifer. Those are just the ones that I can see. I see that there's more than that watching here this morning, but I appreciate you ladies joining in and uh, for our uh, scheduled morning devotions. And I hope everybody has a good Friday, a happy Friday, and a good weekend. And uh, most people are usually pretty happy for Friday to be here, uh, depending on where you work. Some people's uh, schedule, I've worked at places where I had to work the weekends, but I get like two days off during the week. So uh, this this may not be uh, uh, your weekend, so who knows. But uh, Darlene says she does love working in the rain, not. Yeah, I don't doubt, I doubt anybody likes working in the rain, so... Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm just about ready to build an ark. I'm so sick of rain. I can't see straight rain and cold and ugh, kind of indicative of our uh, <laughs> of our uh, uh, how 2021 is and 2020 is. It just uh, kind of uh, just hasn't been good at all. So well, let's go ahead. Let us stand. Let's do our uh, pledge of allegiance here. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise the Lord to this, live in this wonderful country that we do have freedoms, but it is imperative that our government protects those freedoms and incorporate laws that uh, protect us from ourselves that could be potentially dangerous. And that goes back to the moral law, uh, universal law that is built on God's principles that we know that uh, what is right and wrong, we know that stealing is wrong, we know that murder is wrong. Uh, you know, these kind of things that are implemented into our laws is a moral law that's pretty much universal throughout the world. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's bad when the government sits a presidents and passes laws that can be harmful to us and to our children and a good example of that is um, the laws being pushed for uh, homosexual supposed homosexual rights and uh, you know it is uh, uh, very uh, slippery slope because this equality act they're trying to push through right now can have a direct effect upon churches and our convictions as Christians uh, it can uh, uh, be detrimental to the church uh, because they'll no longer say that uh, I do not agree with this due to my religious convictions. Uh, it goes back to the uh, <clears throat> individual that uh, was being sued because it would make a cake for the same-sex marriage. And uh, uh, it is, uh, uh, it's, it's just unbelievable how immorality can be upheld 
and uh, and being pushed. See, they don't this, this homosexual agenda. They don't want equality. They want superiority. That's the problem here. But they don't look at all the disease that is spread. They don't look at all the uh, mental and uh, psychological depression and um, affects the uh, those who are dealing in this lifestyle choice. And it's nothing but pure humanism, hedonistic lifestyle choice. You know, yesterday. Uh, one reason I maybe uh, wanted to address this a little bit this morning. Uh, several people sent me videos on, um, um, shoot, uh, my mind just went blank on me. What's his name? Um, <laughs> my mind just went completely just blank on me. Um, hold on here. I can tell you here just a second. Uh, Ron Paul. That's who I was trying to say. Senator Paul. I was, my mind went blank on me. Sorry. Uh, but uh, Ron Paul was addressed in <laughs> addressing uh, transgenderism and uh uh, and that children do not need to be making these kind of decisions. In fact, the human brain is not even fully developed at 25. I don't know if you all even realize that or not. So for children, minors to making decisions that can mutilate their genitalia, that can affect their hormones through uh, injections or pills or whatever it may be, a child don't know what they want. A 14-year-old doesn't know what they want. You may think that is cool at the time. There's things I'd done when I was a teenager I thought was cool at the time. I look back now like, that's about stupid. You know, there's people that uh, went down this path because they believed a lie and now they they uh, are regretting it and can't go back. And uh, these kids should not be allowed to do that. But I tell you what, it is like comedy hour. Uh, you know, it, when they, the camera pans over to uh, this uh, supposed specialist and he looks, I mean, he looks like comedy hour. This man trying to be a woman, uh, this Dr. Levine, I ain't going, he goes by Rachel. I don't know what his real birth name was. Might have been Richard. I don't know. But, uh, you know, this man dressed as a woman, I'll tell you, they, if the camera was over to him, and I bust out laughing. I mean, I was just, it was hilarious. I mean, it's just like, what, what world have we grown, have we, have we woke up in? You know, have we slipped into an alternate universe? I mean, we got this mental uh, deviant individual trying to make laws for our children, you know, and it amazes me how people will defend homosexuality but hate a pedophile. I'm like, no, wait a minute, you can't have both ways. You can't uphold one sexual deviant behavior and then say this one's uh, wrong. Uh, you know, it doesn't work that way. But uh, it is, um, uh, you know, the Bible is clear on same-sex relationships. It's clear uh, that what the world is promoting and propagating is completely in contradiction to God's word. And, you know, my heart goes out to those who have believed a lie. My heart goes out to those uh, that uh, are struggling with this lifestyle choice. And uh, it is a choice. You have a choice who you want to have sex with or a lack of sex. Like I said, I've never seen anybody die from a lack of sex. You can abstain from this behavior. But um, uh, it is na unnatural. Why do you think they're trying to push these laws so much? Because they're trying to make the unnatural natural. They're trying to make what they know in their heart is to be wrong, to be accepted. That's why they push it so hard. They know it's wrong. And uh, it is unnatural. But to see this this lunatic that needs to be put in these who needs deep rooted Christian counseling and uh, needs uh, help uh, mentally, spiritually, emotionally to sit there and dictate that it's okay to mutilate our children uh, and uh, will not answer the questions by Ron Paul is just is just unbelievable. I uh, like I said I, I it just. <laughs> If you ever get to watch that video, I saw people had several people show send me that video through uh, Messenger yesterday, and they, when it flips over to him, I'm telling you, I can't help but bust out laughing. It's just, it's like, it's just, it's, 
it's like, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, it's just like, what am I watching? You know, it's like, how could you sit there? If I was a senator, they'd probably escort me out because I could keep a straight face. I mean, you know, there's no way I could take what this lunatic is saying seriously. I'm like, dude, you not own a mirror, you know? I mean, every time he come into the, uh, to the Senate hall, I'd be playing, uh, Aerosmith, dude looks like a lady. <laughs> You know, I, I couldn't resist. I mean, it just, it's crazy, you know. But, uh, no, to let children make uh, life-altering uh, decisions uh, is absolutely insane. A child cannot determine what they are. You know, there, there are some girls that are tomboys growing up. It don't mean they're gay. There, there are some boys that may be a little more effeminate. don't mean they're gay, but the world wants to push. That's like yesterday, you know, a, a news article popped up. And, uh, or on my Google News, rather, it said, uh, five ways that Captain America loves, uh, Peggy, and, uh, five ways it is Bucky. And I'm like, what? It's like, what is this push to make everybody gay? I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. And, uh, I, you know, like I say, these people need help. They're, uh, welcome to the church because that's where they need to be, as well as any other center. Uh, and, uh, maybe they'll come to the Lord and, uh, and touch their hearts and change their, their ways of thinking. They need, they need the Lord. That's what it boils down to. But guys, gals, Christians, buddy, we got to stand up. We got to say, no, this is wrong. We're not going to uphold this immorality no more than we uphold any other sin. And, uh, it, when you look at uh, some of the comments under local news, uh, uh, headings that uh, on social media and how people just mock and make fun of God and the Word of God and are uh, ignorant into what God's Word is saying is, uh, I tell you what, it's hard for me to keep my temper, let's be honest with you. So let's look at our verse this morning. We're going to look at 1 Corinthians 4 7. For who makes you to differ from another, and what have you that you did not receive? Now, if you did receive it, why do you glory? All right, as my old Pappy always says, bless this reading, the hearing of it to our hearts. Now, my friends, we look at this uh, verse. Uh, now, to put it in context, uh, in the in when it was, this was originally written, uh, we have to understand that uh, there was arrogance on behalf of the Corinthians, and they thought they were becoming very arrogant uh, to Paul and the apostles, and so that's why uh, Paul was saying this: that uh, you know that you need to. Uh, need to cool it more or less is what he's telling them and uh and that's why he's asking them he's like what makes you think you're superior uh what is it that you did not receive i mean he's asking some crucial questions here and uh and why you know why they were boasting their abilities boasting their god-given gifts they were boasting these kind of things and uh they uh uh in fact he even says he says in a final question if all the corinthians possess is a god-given gift then how can they boast as if they were not a gift the Corinthians themselves think themselves so wise. They are arrogant and boastful, yet they are so wise. How can they be so foolish to take credit for something they were given, as though they were not recipients of a gift? They have forgotten, or worse yet, they have forsaken grace. These all-wise Corinthians are self-deceived. And, you know, it's sad that we do have uh, a lot of Christians out there who are very arrogant and very condescending, and God has given them great, wonderful gifts. And uh, and I've run across Christians like that, that, uh, you know, I, I know that I'm a, I'm a little different, and I have a, a weird sense of humor, and uh, but I, nothing worse than uh, uh, somebody looking down on you and uh, trying to act like you're not uh, Christian enough for them, you know, and... Uh, uh, you know, it's one thing, it's something to be said about humility. It is, uh, you know, it makes me think, I don't know why I said that, it made me think of uh, years ago when I was a teenager, uh, I was trying to apply for a Chick-fil-A in the mall. 
and uh, the guy behind the counter, he was the owner or the manager, I can't remember, but uh, anyway, uh, I, right off the bat, I could tell he had a problem with me, and uh, I don't know if it was because, of course, my hair was long at the time, if that was it or not, and I didn't like how he was, he was treating me. And then he asked me, he said, where do you go to school? And I said, Daniel Boone. He goes, oh, well, uh, we usually we only primarily hire people from Science Hill. And said, uh, but thank you. Man, I tell you what, that made me so mad. I couldn't put into words how mad that made me. And uh, I don't like people talking down to me, treat me like I'm stupid or nothing. And nobody likes that. But we've got to be have that closeness to God. We've got to ask ourselves crucial questions to make sure that we are in tune and sensitive to leading the Spirit, that we're showing that proper humility before God because we want to work on that relationship with God. You know, there is, um, you look at those uh, in the Bible, and, you know, you look at uh, Nathan and when he was talking to uh, King David, and he gave him the story about the lamb and, uh, and how the rich man took the poor man's lamb and, and gave a mighty example of what was going on because uh, he wanted to get David's attention. David was very angry. and He said, man, get this guy. We need to do something. He said, that guy is you because he's talking about a direct relationship. He took uh, Bathsheba away from her, her husband, had her husband killed. And uh, so it, it brought about, uh, he had to take a hard look at himself, realize, oh, man, I've, I've screwed up big time. And sometimes what God's Word does, it reflects back to you that, man, there's areas in my life I've got to work on. You know, and sometimes it may take bigger uh, examples uh, to get our attention. I mean, you look at, um, oh, goodness, um, was it Nebuchadnezzar that uh, uh, he thought he was a cow, you know, what they call lycanthropy. A lot of people, when you say lycanthropy, a lot of people, uh, if you look at the Wikipedia definition, a lot of times that's where people think they're werewolves. Kind of funny, they said the first known, whoops, the first known case was in 1850-something that uh, lycanthropy was reported. And I thought, no, if you read your Bibles, the first reported case was Nebuchadnezzar when he thought he was a cow. And, uh, you know, and so... You know, it's very interesting, you know, because God used that to get Nebuchadnezzar's attention, to get him in the right direction. But when you look at lycanthropy, to me, that's no different. These people who, uh, men who think they're women or women who think they're men, uh, who are, uh, because lycanthropy, you think that you're something that you're not. And that's exactly what these transgenders are. They, they have a mental disorder to think that they are something that they are not. But anyway, I didn't mean to get off on that. But it is the fact that... Um, uh, you know, God has a way of getting your attention, and, and I know from experience, uh, I was very arrogant, uh, very boastful. Uh, I was living in the world, only living for myself, could care less about anything or anybody else. And uh, the Lord was trying to call me into the ministry, and like I've told you before, I didn't want to do it. I was trying to run from it. I tried joining the Air Force. I tried doing everything I can, and, and still, I, I did not want to relent, and that's when uh, I was... Uh, Physically, whether it was mental, physical, emotional, whatever it was, I was able, I was shaking uncontrollably. I was uh, hallucinating. I mean, I, it was horrible. It was just it was a nightmare beyond anything I can tell you. I mean, they even, I even tried to attempt suicide. I mean, it was it's horrible. It was a nightmare. And when I finally said, "All right, Lord, whatever you want, I'm yours. Whatever, shaking or not shaking, I'm yours." I praise God, he he took that away. Uh, they were going to have to open my brain up and do some studies uh, to see if they could find out because they didn't know if it was Parkinson's or what it was that I had. But praise God that he healed me. But it, that's what it took to get my attention, to get me on the right path to where he wanted me to go. And it's still been a, 
a long road of trying to, and it's not like I've, I've, I have arrived. I have so many things that I have to work on uh, in regards to my humility and to put away arrogance and boastfulness and pride. Uh, we, don't want to, we want to put those things away because we don't want that to impede our relationship with God. And, you know, there's uh, those out there that uh, uh, they're, uh, how can I put it, uh, they've been desensitized, I guess is what I'm looking for, uh, to... Uh, to God's Spirit and His leading. And we want to always be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. You know, I was reading a story, an illustration uh, one time that was talking about a um, uh, guy who was a, I don't know, he's a head of a large company in their sales division. And he uh, uh, had gathered a meeting and uh, he, he called out one of the main, uh, uh, another sales individual uh, who's like a supervisor within the company and uh, gave him a very hard time uh, about his low sales and that he wasn't doing enough <clears throat> to uh, in regards to his job. And uh, uh, they told him later, said uh, the reason why his sales were low is his wife was in the last stages of cancer and that's why he wasn't able to do that. And it really shook that individual up because he misjudged this, this man. He was a good man and uh, uh, because he'd been desensitized. He wasn't walking close to the Lord. He was more worried about himself, worried about his business, and worried about his finances. He wasn't worried about uh, the individuals uh, within that company. And I've, hey, I've been there. I've, I've, I, that's why I hate sales with a passion. I hate sales. I mean, I can, I, I'm good at it. I, ain't, I mean, it's not to be, uh, well, you say, well, that's, that's awfully narcissistic or whatever but I, it's just a fact i'm just that's just a natural gift that god has given me i am good at sales but i hate it i hate sales because i've worked at a lot of places where it's high pressure and they're on your case you're not constantly trying to you're not making a nickel or a dime off of somebody and i hate that but um but anyway i kind of got off on a tangent there uh, the fact is, in this illustration, is that he wasn't uh, the this, this sales uh, boss manager. He wasn't being sensitive. He wasn't walking closely with the Lord, and he had become desensitized. He was desensitized to the needs of those in front of him, and that's something that we have to do: uh, is always be praying. That's one thing I pray: Lord, help me to be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. Help me, Lord, to be discerning, whether it's those within the church, whether it's in, even within my own family. You know, my little girl's growing up and it's 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 killing me you know and she wants to go places and do things and and i'm a worry wart and uh and i'm like I, you know that's why i always pray lord you know let me make the right decision just to tell her whether yeah that's okay or no you shouldn't go and uh and and i try hard at that because the world is a dangerous place that's one thing i've told her and my dad told me there are evil people in this world and they want to hurt you and so we have to be very careful and because of her young age and activity uh, she is uh, a little trusting and may not realize those out there who are trying to hurt her and so i worry about that that's why i have to pray and i have to pray for that for even within the church i want to be sensitive when somebody's talking to me sometimes you have to be discerning to what is being said that's not being verbally said does that make sense their body language, their inflection of tone, uh, their facial expressions. You're you're listening to words or words and within those words that are that are not being verbally spoken because sometimes people have a hard time expressing um, their needs, uh, their desires, uh, or uh, the want for help, and they're talking to you, but you have to be discerning in a way to understand what is being said 
what is it they're really they're striving at? And they may be striking up a conversation, trying to find the words. And sometimes, you know, that's why I have to really pray for the Lord to discern or to uh, have me be sensitive uh, so that I can understand maybe what this individual's wants or needs are. And sometimes the only thing they're wanting is their tax information from the church. So, you know, it may not be nothing major at all. But that's why I have to be uh, sensitive to that so that I can be used as the instrument that God has called me to be to help those individuals. And so that's what we're, I'm asking you this morning. Ask yourself the tough questions and ask yourself, am I being arrogant in my gifts and abilities? Am I being an arrogant Christian or am I showing humility? Am I showing Jesus? Am I showing sensitivity? Am I showing an attitude of someone who walks closely with the Lord? And that's what we have to strive for each and every day. And just as Paul had to call out these Corinthians, sometimes God has to call us out and say, hey, you know, you need to, you need to cool it a little bit and, uh, uh, and, and let, uh, let, and, and be less of yourself, I should get to. Because that's one thing we have to do. We have to die of ourselves daily. Take up the cross and follow after Jesus Christ. When you take up that cross, it is not easy. It is hard. It is difficult. And that's something we have to do. So uh, keep that in mind as you're going out and about today. Ask yourself, am I desensitized or am I being sensitive to those around me and sensitive to those things of the Lord? Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful and glorious day that you've given us. Help us, Lord Jesus, to walk closely with you. Let us serve you well. Lord Jesus, help us, lead us, guide and direct us, Lord. Let us be a witness for you. And Lord Jesus, let us always die of self and be humble before you. And Lord, I do pray that if you're watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you. We love you. And we praise you. And Lord, just pray. pray. I do pray, Lord, I get, that you will uh, be with our nation's leaders. That they'll come to know you. And that you'll touch the hearts and minds of the people of this nation. They'll come to know you before it's too late. I do pray for Wendy Lee, Kim Penix, and Ginger and Troy Hood, Lennon David Feathers, Ken, uh, Jane Kitchings, uh, Larry and Donna Knight. I pray for uh, Mr. Roger Winters. I do pray for Ron Thompson. Uh, Lord, I do pray for all those who have lost loved ones within just the last couple of months. Been a lot of a lot of loss, Lord. I pray that you'll touch these hearts and minds. Be with those who are battling COVID-related issues or uh, sicknesses of all kinds, that you bring healing upon them. Lord, I pray that you'll be with us. Let us uh, pray that you will use us in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Yeah, there's been a uh, lot of uh, lot of loss here lately. In fact, I've got to do a funeral. Here in a few hours, uh, and uh, it just uh, just amazes me the amount of loss. It just I know it's devastating and it's hard for a lot of people. And my heart goes out to them. Uh, in closing, if you uh, want to share these devotions, of course you can always do so on flbconline.com. And uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles on Apple iTunes, free of charge. So you can listen to all it's audio only. Listen to all the devotions and sermons as you're going out and about your day but uh, guys and gals appreciate y'all watching this morning hope you have a great day today a fantabulous day and remember live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be thanks for watching god bless